All right. So today on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, we have Greg White. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, I believe you've done a couple of the the games I've, where I've been a coach, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, when you were at Riverside. When you were at Riverside. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've kind of been everywhere. I've, I've been around a little bit before I uh, uh, ultimately ended up here in uh, in the Elkins area, Elkins, Buchanan area. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you don't mind, just give the listener a little background, then we'll go from there. Okay, well, um, I, I, my background's a little unusual uh, in that, uh, you know, I started in radio actually when I was around 14 years old. Uh, still in obviously in high school and got into I had been in radio went to college uh, for broadcasting and then um, was working full-time for a station in Beckley and in 1990 I got a chance to do some uh, play-by-play some sports and you know I had been a in-studio producer for sports for a couple of years and then I had an opportunity to uh, to get into the booth and uh, not missed a season since 1990. Um, I was uh, the one of the radio guys for Shady Spring High School from 90 to 2004. And then in 2005, had an opportunity to go to Charleston. Uh, and I started doing high school sports uh, there for a radio station in Charleston. Did that till about 2018. We did high school football, high school basketball. And then for a couple of years, I was the play-by-play guy on the radio for West Virginia State University. Mm-hmm. Um, then in 2018, uh, actually 2019, I'd gotten remarried and moved up to the Buchanan area. And uh, Travis Jones from uh, uh, the Clarksburg area called and said that uh, – West Virginia Radio was looking for someone to do Tigers Valley sports. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, in addition to working for a radio station in Elkins and doing all kinds of stuff, intermixed with all of that, I was with the Air National Guard out of Charleston. I was part-time for several years, and then I actually went full-time uh, back in 97 and was fortunate to be able to do the military thing and the radio thing all at the same time. So that's kind of that's that's the abbreviated oh, version. So what you're saying is you have really good time management skills, is what I'm hearing. Some uh, you oh, you could say that actually I have the inability to say no to people. That's the oh, biggest. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed Man. to be retired. You know, I retired from the the Air National Guard full time uh, with 28 years, and hmm. I was supposed to be kicked back and relaxed, and uh, uh, you know, I was working from home for the government for a little while, a couple of years after I retired. And then that government thing kind of went away. And uh, my Tigers Valley sports broadcast turned into a live morning radio show, programming music for two stations and working six days a week. So <laughs> in addition yeah. to sport. In addition yeah, to sport. I, I hear you. Uh, I've been a teacher, coach. I, work, I used to work on the weekends. If you listen to podcasts, Oh, golly, a couple of years ago, I'll, I'll ref, my, of my podcast, I'll reference that, working for Coke or Pepsi, RC, Cola, merchandising. So I, I understand the workaholic thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, really, I'm waiting. You know, my wife is a nursing home administrator. 
Hmm. She's got five or six more years. And then once she retires, you know, I think I'm finally uh, going to hang up the headphones and, uh, and just kick back and let other people do it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, when I turn on the radio uh, for my seven minute commute from, from work to home, uh, I pick up uh, like your, your show sometimes, or I hear your show or like people from Tigers Valley or Elkins and it, y'all do a really good job. I, I actually listened to part of uh, our Elkins game on I like on the computer and it's just, it's, it's so well done. Yeah. You know, we work really hard for that. Um, you know, I've kind of uh, got the title, several titles, but one of the titles is sports director. And we have two stations in Elkins that we do sports on. Um, the one I'm on is, uh, you know, WELK. It's 94.7 over on 98.9 WDNE. We do Elkins and uh, we've got a guy named Jim Triplett and Emmanuel Smith, Jim Triplett, Longtime coach, longtime official. He's a teacher. Uh, Demanuel Smith, longtime coach as well. And so they do all the Elkins games, and I kind of coordinate things behind the scenes. Um, and then I'm doing Tigers Valley sports with uh, Mike DePascal, again, mm-hmm. longtime coach, uh, longtime athletic director, volleyball official. And so, and that's what we try to do. We try to, uh, you know, I have no coaching experience, obviously. Um, but I've seen a lot of sports over 30 plus years of doing broadcasting. And so I always try to find those guys for staffing purposes mm. that have been on the sidelines, have been in, uh, you know, positions to make decisions uh, because that's important, you know, in the sport, especially in the sports broadcasting world. Mm. So what is the preparation like that goes into getting ready for a game? So how, take me through that a little bit. How do you get ready? to broadcast a game? Um, you know, several things. Obviously, it, it, it starts, uh, you know, our coaches give us access to huddle. Uh, and so we will go out and, uh, you know, and again, it's a situation where, uh, you know, nobody on our sports broadcasting crew is a full-time employee of the station other than me. Oh, wow. And, you know, so I've got uh, Jim Triplett, Mike DePascal are teachers. Demanuel Smith works in the private sector. And so for me, uh, obviously, the first thing, reach out to the coaches um, and say, hey, you know, we're going to broadcast the game. I need your roster and I need your starters. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me an idea of what I'm looking for. And a lot of times when we get the starting information, you can kind of tell based on personnel what kind of team that is. You know, if I get a a starting lineup with a quarterback, four wide receivers and a running back, okay, more than likely that's a throwing team. Uh, You know, and if I get a fullback, two running backs, I know they're going to run the ball. And and so, you know, we put all that on charts, uh, what we call a broadcast chart. It's just a starting chart uh, to give us big letter – quick reference here are the starters um and then we watch a lot of huddle over the week um just to get an idea of what's going to happen or what we think is going to happen simple truth of the matter is though you have no we have no idea from a broadcast perspective what we are in for until we're there and we have the binoculars up and we're watching the game Mm -hmm. um you know all teams have tendencies. 
but all teams change that. I mean, you know, you're, you're coaching, you know, you don't want to do the same thing over and over every week or teams adjust to it. And so we just, you know, the, the preparation for us is basic. I need to be able to quickly identify the skill players. I need to have as much statistical information as I can generate. Um, there's not a lot, uh, especially at the high school level, especially at the single A level, which is, you know, kind of where I'm working now, um, you know, with Tigers Valley. Single A school, we do a little bit of double A. Um, you know, one of the great things, I said I did uh, West Virginia State football and basketball, filled in actually yesterday on the Fairmont State basketball broadcast. Mm. And it's such a joy when you do college because – the preparation, I can go to the college's website, pull down the roster, and all the season-long statistics, team and individual. Uh, but then, uh, you know, so I've got this. And I also got a pretty good idea of scheduling and starters, and all of that information is readily available. Whereas at the high school level, sometimes it's a challenge, um, not only for coaches to find somebody to keep the statistics, but also there's not a central point um, to share those. So, so at that point, we just do the best we can. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I was really liking hearing you describe the preparation process, what that looks like. That really is interesting. Y'all are on huddle, so you can watch the game film. I did not realize that. That's that's a that's a really cool thing uh, for y'all to do. Well, well, we let's just say you know the the you know a lot of times the password is shared um, just because. You know, we don't spend a lot of time with it, but the coaches sure. do allow us to log on. Uh, as I said, the you know the guy I do uh, uh, ball games with, my color commentator Mike DePascal, he's a former athletic director, so he mm -hmm. still has a login, he still has user information, and he's and he helps out coaching in some areas. So it just gives. We don't watch the entire game, right? From a from a play by play perspective, the best way that I've explained it. Um, my job as the play-by-play -play announcer is when in football, when the huddle breaks, I'm supposed to know what's going on and I follow the ball. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my job is to set the play up as far as, you know, we, we paint the picture for radio mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we have to describe everything within our scope that we can see. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I break the huddle. I described the formation, two receivers, one receiver, running backs, where they are, those kinds of things. And then I follow the ball until the tackle is made. At that point, the color commentator watches everything else and describes what he saw outside of the ball. Mm. And that's the, that's the complementary position that we have to take. My job is to follow the ball. The color commentator's job is to follow everything else. You know, if a running back, you know, runs a sweep down the right side and picks up 28 yards, somebody threw a block. Okay. Right. That's, but I can't watch that because I have to follow the ball. Mm. Or, you know, maybe there's a penalty behind the play, mm. uh, you know, a chop block or something to that effect. Well, again, I'm watching the ball. So that's where I rely on the color commentator to watch it. So we have a very narrow focus of what I'm calling, and then the color commentator extends it out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we do that. 
that is really interesting that your jobs are delineated like that. They you know, are. I, I, I mean, didn't realize that, you know, I didn't realize that yeah. from just being a coach and listening to radio. Yeah, I mean, you really have to do that because, you, yeah, how you look at it, and obviously basketball is a little different. I don't actually use a color commentator on basketball mm. because the action's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to use them. Some people don't. I choose not to um, just because of the, the speed of the game. But football, there's a lot of time to fill. Um, and so, again, I will, you know, break the huddle and then try to, for the listener at home, describe what I see. A lot of times, if you listen to people who maybe haven't been doing it for a long time, um, you you can never describe enough. Um, right. It's okay to say, you know, breaks the huddle and they come to the line. Well, okay, but there's 11 players on offense, you know, how mm-hmm. are they set up? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have two tight ends, single wide receiver, single setback? Um, you know, defensively, are they showing blitz? Are they back in pass coverage? Try to describe as best I can. And one of the best advi- pieces of advice I ever got is you can never give the time or the score too much. It's funny you say that. I was just thinking about asking you that because, you know, because as a listener, it, I'm always thinking, well, what's the score? How much time's left? Right. There is nothing more frustrating. Uh, You know, oddly enough, it's funny. Just before you called, I'm a I'm a New England Patriots fan in the NFL. Oh, okay. You know, they're kind of tough to get sometimes um, on television. So I listen to the Patriots radio broadcast on uh, Sirius or or whatever the case may be. Actually, the the Patriots Mm -hmm. radio announcer is kind of a friend of ours. And he's one of the best at it. Uh, Tony Caridi for West Virginia, one of the best at it as far as from a from a broadcast perspective, it's easy to get caught up in the game and kind of forget that the mm-hmm. listening audience doesn't know what the score is. And so if you give it between every play, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You know, one of the more frustrating things for me in listening, because I will, uh, you know, when I'm off, and I'll drive around. Uh, if we're traveling, I'll listen to other sports broadcasts. One of the most frustrating things for me, you know, the ball's on the 30. Uh, well, there are two of them. Which 30? Right, right, which 30? Um, you know, and I really do. I try to set up, for me, um, you know, what direction they're moving, you know, right to left, left to right, is the ball on the, you know, so it, if Tigers Valley or, or Buchanan Upshur has the ball, you know, Buchanan Upshur has the ball on their own 30-yard line, moving right to left, balls on the far side hash mark. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about as clear as you can get with it. And mm-hmm. I try to set that up before every snap mm-hmm. to, tell some, to tell somebody listening exactly where that ball is. That's awesome. I'm looking, actually looking, I pulled up a picture of Tigers Valley's. Uh, does Tigers Valley now play their home games at home? Oh, they do. Yes, they they actually have. Yeah, they've been there. They've been there uh, since I've been here. I've, I just finished up my okay. work year. And yeah, they they play at home. Man, what a beautiful setting. I'm looking at Google Earth right now. And goodness, that is a that's quite oh, yeah. a backdrop. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been very lucky between uh, doing Shady Spring. When I was in Charleston, we did what a game of the week, essentially. We didn't follow one mm-hmm. specific team. 
you know, we would follow, we would be at George Washington, Riverside, Capitol, Hurricane, Huntington, wherever. Of all the places that I've been, the view at Tigers Valley um, and the setting is mm -hmm. probably the prettiest that I've seen in the state. Yeah, as far nice. as backdrop, because you've got, um, you know, the, the, the two-lane road behind the, the field and the press box. Looking out at the press box, you've got, you know, farmland and then mountains and particularly mid-fall. Mid-season mm -hmm. is when it really gets nice out there. Mm. That's awesome. So talk about kind of how did you get into Tigers Valley? Was there a connection with with them specifically, the high school? How did how did that that work out? Well, again, it was it was a situation of I had gotten remarried. Um, I was living in Fayette County, uh, had been most of my life, and had gotten okay. remarried. And my wife was uh, in the nursing home game up here. And so when we got married, I'd retired from the military. So I was I had a little more flexibility in where we lived. Um, so I moved up here and I the stations I work for are West Virginia Radio Corporation. Well, West Virginia Radio Corporation owns 30 plus radio stations around the state. Uh, Morgantown, Charleston uh, and Travis Jones, who does Bridgeport. Travis does. Um, he's very involved in the network. He's our vice president of, of content on the country radio stations. I mean, he, he does a lot. Mm -hmm. And and he and I had worked together on various um, sports broadcasts. The stations I worked for in Charleston were West Virginia Radio. And even though I had gotten married and moved to Buchanan, I had intended to just go to Charleston every Friday night. Mm -hmm. And he had called. They had had a broadcaster who was doing Tigers Valley a couple of years ago and had left. And they were just kind of piecing it together with people that they could find and he knew that you know I had the experience and called me and asked me if I would be interested uh, in taking that position since I was closer mm. uh, you know obviously Mill Creek from Buchanan is only 45 minutes whereas Buchanan to Charleston almost two hours yeah, yeah. And, and they were looking for somebody to fill that fill that void um, to do it so you know I thought great opportunity and for me, it's, you know, give me a game and a microphone and I'm happy. Right. You know, it, uh, you do develop a connection to the team when you do a specific team. And I kind of miss that. Um, you know, I had it with Shady Spring um, for years. You know, we were really part of the community. Uh, and then when we went to Charleston, still got to do ball games and it was great. I was having a good time. But you didn't really connect with any one team because, you know, this week you're at Laidley Field. Next week you're at Hurricane. The next mm -hmm. week you're at Riverside. And then so now you develop that sense of community and, and really kind of being part of the team with one team. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Had never been to Mill Creek prior to driving out to meet Coach Bright. Uh, for the first time, I'd never been to Mill Creek in my life. Didn't even know where it was. Jeez. That's wild. Five, yeah, now I'm there five Friday nights during football season and four or five during basketball season. That's that's awesome. I kn I'm pretty good friends with Coach Collette, who was the Tigers Valley head coach, I think, before Coach Bright. Right. Uh, so I'm very familiar, not very familiar, but familiar with Tigers Valley 
you know, athletics, football. Uh, I went to a small high school, uh, a small private school. So I have a place in my heart for small single A schools. I just think it's a cool environment. The right. Tri- AAA is great too. I mean, I've been a head coach at two AAA places, but single A, small school, that's got to be a unique feel, especially broadcasting there as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And and I'm kind of like you. I went to uh, Midland Trail High School, which oh, okay. is, a, is a double. It was a double A school when I was there. They're single A now. And, you know, I've always I, I'm with you. I've got kind of the soft spot for the small schools. And a lot of times and, you know, I, I will tread lightly, not throwing shade at anywhere. But a lot of times when you're in a county with one big school and maybe a couple of smaller schools, that big school usually gets a lot more um, in facilities. And, and I, you know, that you get into the politics and stuff, but I like, I think it's more appreciated by the smaller schools to have a radio broadcast show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tucker County has uh, uh, sort of an online Tucker County sports online so they're getting some broadcast coverage by albeit internet, but they are getting some broadcast coverage. Uh, you know, you've got Tigers Valley out in Mill Creek. They're getting some radio coverage. And it's nice because, you know, growing up in this business, you know, when I was in the Beckley area, you know, Woodrow had two radio broadcasts, Woodrow Wilson. Mm. And then Shady Spring was a bigger double A school and they had one. Other than that, nobody else had any. Right. So right. it's not to, you know, to be able to to be part of that uh, community again, but also to give schools that wouldn't necessarily get broadcast coverage. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, the broadcasting is a business, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 so, you know, obviously we sell sponsorships for the radio or sales department does. And there's a lot of support. I've actually we actually had more sponsors on Elkins and Tigers Valley respectively than we did a lot of times in Charleston. Oh my gosh. That's, that really surprises me. Yeah. You know, prices are a little different, but yeah, last year, this past football season, Elkins had, we had 22 different sponsors. We had 18 or 19 for Tigers Valley. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's, but that lends itself to the support of the community. When you get into those smaller areas, you've got more locally owned businesses who really support those programs, mm-hmm. which is nice. And do you have to go out and do that? Is that something you're actively doing? No, no we have, no. In radio, you have a, a sales department and a programming department. Um, oh, okay. You know, sales, they handle all the business side of it. Uh, It's our job in the programming side to make sure that all of those commercials get played during a broadcast. Um, Or, or, well, anytime. I mean, that's how radio stations make money. We sell advertising. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, during the the broadcast, uh, again, with those 18 or 19 sponsors, all of them are promised two to three commercials a game. Uh, which is why, you know, when there's a timeout, you know, we're we're taking a timeout with them. We're stepping away. We're, um, you know, but it's it, to me, it lends itself to the support of the school and the program. 
and trying to get these young folks some recognition. And, and that's really, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do mm-hmm. is, I mean, yeah, certainly we're in it as a business from the business side of it to, to make money, to stay in business, to keep broadcasting. But at the end of the day, it's also about getting some recognition on the radio for these athletes who and these coaches who are putting in the time day after day after day after week after month after year mm. to try to have a little pride for their school and win some games and mm. and do the best they can to represent their school. So it's kind of a combination of both. Mm. That's awesome. I heard a fun fact about Randolph County. It's the largest county geographically in West Virginia. Yes. <laughs> I it did is, not realize and, that. Yeah, and it's two schools. Which is crazy. That really is a that my it, stat blows my mind. Well, it's it's spread out. I mean, obviously, and I'm learning. You know, I'm learning this area. It's uh, I grew up and lived in Fayette County. Um pretty much my entire life. You know, a couple of years I was in Beckley, but for the most part, uh, I was born, raised, and lived in the Heiko, um, mm-hmm. about three miles from Midland Trail High School. And, you know, I'm, I know every bit of Fayette County. I can tell you every back road, every side road, every mountain mm-hmm. uh, left and right. Um, and then I got really familiar with the Charleston area, working uh, with the Air National Guard down by the airport. Um, but of my 28 years, 18 of those were spent in recruiting. So I've traveled the state doing recruiting. I spent a lot of time in the panhandle, but I'd never really spent much time in North central West Virginia, other than, you know, driving through on my way to Morgantown. Right. And, and so, you know, like I said, it, it, it's entertaining now to realize that the first time I was ever at Tiger, I, you know, accepted a position to be the Tigers Valley play-by-play guy, having never been to the school. Didn't even know where I was. Oh my gosh, that's wild. And, and, you know, so it it was nice, but, you know, I've, now I've gotten to travel some. And this past year was, was, from a travel standpoint, was kind of rough. I mean, you know, Tigers Valley struggled this year, had a lot of injuries. Uh, didn't have a very deep roster to begin with. And, you know, 0-10 season. It happens. Um, it's an anomaly, but it does happen. But, you know, last year we went to Valley Wetzel. That's mm-hmm. a long trip. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we went down to Pocahontas County, which isn't a bad trip. But it's just, you know, there's no easy way to get anywhere. No, Tigers. not those areas, no. You know, and, you know, but, you know, the flip side of that is you get to see a lot of the state. And, you know, I'm trying to think probably in the 30 plus years I've been doing this, there's maybe 10 or 15 stadiums I have not been to. Oh, man. The rest I've been lucky enough to call games in. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's it's a great job. It's a great job. You know, I, I always told my wife I'd love to get into coaching, but she won't let me because she's afraid I'll, I'll have a stroke. Have uh, a stroke? <laughs> you know, because I'm just, you know, she's seen me watch football. Right. And I'm a, I'm a little invested, even though I was never, you know, physically I was never big enough to play. Uh, 
you know, I mean, since I was 16 years old, been 6'4", 6'5", but, you know, I'm usually hovering around 165, 170 pounds. So I'm a tall, thin guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, uh, you know, my mother would never let me play football because, again, you know, she's like, I don't want you to get broken in half, which is right. probably what would have happened. Um, but I, I love the game. I study the game. I watch the game. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, love the Mountaineers, been a New England Patriots fan since 75 before people on your, uh, viewing your podcast say, oh, he's a bandwagon fan. No, right. way before Tom Brady, uh, like Steve Grogan, um, uh, is, is what, uh, goes back to my time watching the Patriots. Mm. And, you know, so I study the game and then 33 years of doing, uh, play by play on the radio. So you really get invested. And I love the game. Love it. I could watch it. You know, I miss NFL Europe because it gave me football in the summer. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been enjoyable. I've had good seasons. I've had bad seasons. I've had exciting games. I've had blowouts. You know, I mean, there's really not much that you haven't seen doing this as long as I have. Yeah. So as we we get to the end of the podcast here, I would love some wisdom to people maybe looking to get into radio. What are some steps they can take to, to start their career uh, and to do what you do? Because I to do what I do, you know, and, and it's, I guess we call it terrestrial radio. Um, you know, because you've got the advent of Sirius XM. So we call our our job terrestrial radio now. Mm-hmm. It is possible. The, the couple of things, and this is this is the advice that I give people. The first thing I have to you know tell people up front, flat out, radio people make no money. Okay. I mean Oh wow. You all know. Now big time guys do. I mean, when you get to the network level, when you get to the major cities, you do. Um, small town local radio, especially starting out, not a lot of money in it. Um, it's it's difficult. Um, what I I have people call me all the time, and they say, "Oh, I love to watch sports. I could do this." Okay, and and that's there's a difference between watching it and being able to describe what you see. If that makes mm, sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you listen to and I do, I listen to a lot of different online presentations. Uh, I listen to a lot of uh, when I'm traveling, uh, a lot of radio stations from other areas. The, the, the first thing that I look out for is. If, like, for example, I went to Midland Trail 30-plus years ago, but, oh, I want, I want to broadcast Midland Trail games. My advice is if you want to get into broadcasting, pick another – do it for a team other than somebody you like mm. because then you have what are called the Homer broadcasts. Oh, know, sure. You know, so let's just say – to use your team as an example, let's just say I was a graduate of Buchanan Upshur, lived in Buchanan my whole life. I'm going to be Buchanan's broadcaster. Uh, so instead of saying Buchanan Upshur has the ball first and 10, we have the ball. Well, we aren't playing the game. You know, 
Mm. We are broadcasting it. So, so you have the homers, you know, we, 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 um, that's a big problem. So you have to be able to describe it as objectively as possible. And it's just what we were talking about earlier. You know, Buchanan Upshur has the ball. Okay. Well, I need to know everything as a listener. I need to know where the ball is, how much time's on the clock, what side of the field it's on, which hash mark. And you have to be able to fill the time. There's mm-hmm. nothing worse than, and you have to be able to memorize rosters and names quickly. There's nothing worse. There was a podcast a couple of years ago that I was listening to, or an internet sports broadcast, rather. And it was, uh, there's the handoff to number 32. And then you hear papers rustling. Oh, uh, no. That's, you know, <laughs> Joe Smith. Oh, and, my gosh. And so, you know, and it does come with time, but you need to be very fluid mm-hmm. and be able to make your mind, you know, um, a friend of mine went with us to a broadcast the other night, and he said, I couldn't make my mind work that fast. Uh, yeah. And it's simply describing what you see without stopping. And that's the big thing. Not saying you can't take a breath, but mm-hmm. it has to be, you know, Buchanan Upshur breaks the huddle, second down and 10 at their own 27 yard line, moving right to left, trailing seven to nothing here in the first quarter. Ball on the far side, hash mark, quarterback up under center, two receivers to the right, single to the left, and a running back off his left hip. You know, it has to be mm-hmm. that quick. You know, and that's just setting the play up. Mm. Um, so it, what I would recommend, back to your original question, what I would recommend, find a job uh, at a radio station as what we call a board op or a producer. That's the person back at the station. And really, this, this is how I got started. Uh, I was a board operator in the station for the Woodrow Wilson broadcast for a station in Beckley. And I listened to a guy named Bill O'Brien. He's in the State Broadcast Hall of Fame. He was the play-by-play guy for Woodrow Wilson for 40-plus years. Oh, my gosh. Um, and you, you listen because you have to pay attention as the board operator mm-hmm. because you have to know when, okay, they're going to commercial, so I have to turn their microphones down, and I have to start the commercials, and then I have to turn them back up when the commercials are over. Mm-hmm. But that gives you a feel for what they're saying. And what they're doing, and how they present the picture. Um, hey, and that's then, awesome. And then, after a couple of years of doing that, if you still want to do sports broadcasting, find somebody who has play-by-play experience and uh, start as their color commentator. Um, mm. That's the analyst. That's the person who can say we. Um, right. Right. If you listen to, you know, for example, the West Virginia broadcast, Dwight Wallace is the color commentator for Bauer for football. Mm-hmm. Well, he coached with Don Neely. So the man has a unique understanding of football. For the New England Patriots, the color commentator is a guy named Scott Zolak, quarterback at Maryland, was a quarterback for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now he's in the booth. So you, you, then you work as a color commentator. Then you work up to the play-by-play guy. Um, you know, but it's, it can be difficult. And again, it's not, there's not a lot of money in it. I mean, obviously we, we get a little bit of what they call talent fee for doing sports, but it's not a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it's, you know, you're also committing to giving up every Friday night for at least 10 weeks during the fall. Uh, and then if they make the playoffs, um, you know, several years ago in Charleston, we had George Washington, Capitol, and South Charleston all in the playoffs. And on a on the first weekend of the playoffs, it was me and Chris Lawrence and Jeff Jenkins. We did a game at Laidley Field Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, you know, you lose a lot. You know, I mean, a perfect example was yesterday. You know, my wife and I are season ticket holders for the Mountaineers. Well, she was at the West Virginia game watching them, unfortunately, lose. I was doing play-by-play uh, -play for basketball at Davis and Elkins with the Fairmont game. Mm -hmm. So you give up a lot. You miss a lot. You know, my, my daughter, when she was in high school years ago, was in the band at Midland Trail. In her four years from the band and as a majorette, I got to see one of her games. Oh and that was, that was her senior night. Right. Um, so you just, you know, you got to be willing to give up a little bit mm. to get to go. But at the end of the day, I get paid to watch high school sports. Right. That's cool. Not, not a bad gig. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Well, Greg, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate this. I love your insight and listening to you. And I'm a big fan of what you do. I, I catch some of the Tigers Valley games going home from ours because we run the ball so much. They, they infest. Right, right. Um, yeah, you do great. You do great work. Well, I, you know, I appreciate it. You know, it it really is. There's not. There really isn't much in radio I haven't done. I haven't done sales, and I'm not smart enough to do engineering, wiring things up, mm. and all that. Um, but you know, like I said, I've been doing this since I was a teenager, and you know, I do the live morning show. Uh, and you know, that's music and just being silly and having fun and programming the music. But if all that went away, as long as I could do sports, mm -hmm. um, because it really is the most fun that you can have. I like football. I love watching football. I love high school basketball. And, you know, on the occasions I get to do some Mountain East basketball, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it is a lot of fun and there, you, you get to see a lot of cool things. Um, so yeah, it was great. And, you know, anytime you're out and about, and if you want to drive over to Mill Creek and sit with us, uh, when we do a little basketball play by play, come on over. I got man. a seat for you at the broadcast table. I may have to take you up on that. If I can bring my, my little girls, you know, hey, uh, bring them. okay, man, yeah. they, they would love a good trip in the winter. If I'm uh, not an administrator at our basketball games here at Buckhannon. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I know uh, we're doing, we do a limited schedule on uh on tigers valley basketball just because it's difficult for me to do play-by-play -play on a tuesday night get done at 9 30 10 o'clock oh sure get home yeah. at midnight and then you know i have to be at work at four o'clock in the morning to do my morning show mm -hmm. um so we kind of do a limited basketball schedule but they're doing every elkins game so okay uh, over on uh, our sister station jim triplett demaniel smith will be doing elkins basketball so i think they're coming your way that's awesome well, thank you, Greg. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. Anytime. Anytime. Yep. If you want to do it again, just let me know. I'll, if I'm uh, hanging around, I'll be glad to hop on board.